Welcome to Prince Try by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Super Cute from The Chocolate Invasion, tracks from MPG Music Club Volume 1, uh, recorded in spring, summer 2001, and released on the 14th of April 2001. On the track you have Prince, and nobody else. The track is 4 minutes 18, and joining me to talk about today is Elliot Wallace. Hello Elliot. Hello. I feel like uh, we're on fairly safe ground saying that this is uh, R&B. Yeah. Um, yeah, you funk. Know. Uh, I, you know, you're talking a bit about how he kind of he he uh, recorded this song just like a little bit earlier before the the release, and for it, this reminds me a lot of I I was trying to figure out when, but I guess it was close to like Girl Six, and I guess that's yeah. also kind of related to emancipation, um, insofar as when he, when he was releasing music. So it is a, a, like an R and B funk kind of number low-key funk number this was one of the songs that was originally going to be on an album that was called high all right um the cover of which um <laughs> if you you can find it on the internet and basically it is a naked prince with the word high and his cymbal guitar in place of where his genitalia would be pointing outwards um so it is probably you know the most erotic prince album cover never released um, so I suggest people Google that to, to find it. If you're going to Google it, you make sure that you're using the private <laughs> uh, window. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're not doing it at work. No, I wouldn't advise that. It's certainly not really safe for work. I don't know. I guess Prince was going to stick it on iTunes. So, I mean, um, uh, well. but yeah, so it, it, was, it was part of the MPG Music Club um, number five, which was released on the 11th of June 2001. Um, you know, this was it was released as a single. I mean, you know, sort of. <laughs> I mean, 14th eleven two thousand one. It was sold at concerts. Um, underneath the cream being the B side. Um, you know, but it, like this is basically kind of you know still Prince. It kind. I mean, I wouldn't say um, you know rave to the joy fantastic, but it's it's kind of similar in terms terms of the kind of production there. Um, yeah. You know, but it, it's it's weird because. Um, Prince, um, you know, like, I guess, I guess he's kind of the, like the R and B stuff that he did kind of changed a little bit once he got into the, you know, the two thousands. Certainly after Rainbow Children, I feel like it, like anything that was kind of like this became a little bit more kind of adult contemporary. Whereas here, he's mm-hmm. still kind of, you know, trying to rap, um, you know, and the the kind of the chorus um, is very kind of like you know um, sing songy. Um, you know, very yeah. kind of memorable, actually. Um, and yeah. and this does, you know, this does feature some, some kind of more explicit stuff towards the end, uh, which we can get into when we talk about those lyrics. But, um, you know, this this to me feels like, I mean, given the time it was recorded, it's, it's a few months before Prince married, I say a few months, about eight months before Prince married Manuela. So I think at this point he had actually met her. Um, and mm. it's certainly, it's certainly... Uh, it doesn't feel like it's specifically about her, but it feels like it's influenced by that kind of relationship. The way, you know, Prince kind of um, tells this story where he says, you know, she arrived on a 747 uh, about 20 to 11. Again, I love, mm. you know, I love those kind of really simple rhymes when Prince does them. Uh, she comes to see him, him as in me. <laughs> so <laughs> She comes to see like, I, you know, so he's kind of telling this story about someone flying in to see him. 
Um, you know, mm. it's worth saying that when Prince met uh, Manuela, it was because she was managing his uh, Love for One Another charities. And that's how they kind of met. Um, and obviously, you know, working together closely, you know, with, with yeah. regards to that. So, you know, it kind, it kind of ended up, you know, that they, you know, I don't know, it's like a workplace romance, which feels weird for Prince. Like, <laughs> I, you know, you wouldn't think that that would ever be something that would be possible. Um, you know, although saying that up until this point, pretty much everyone he'd gone out with had either been a singer or a dancer. So, <laughs> so yeah. I guess workplace romance was the, the usual in Prince's life. Um, you know, were, were we to set this up as a, you know, three camera sitcom, um, you know, it would it would be like uh, Jerry Seinfeld dating. Um, I don't know. What was it like? 200 different women during the course of that show. Um, you know, I think so. It, it, feel, it feels like that would be Prince in this sitcom, you know, constantly falling in love with anybody who works near him for more than five minutes. Um, you know, and of course, he says uh, it's it's never complicated. Other women cannot fade it. Whenever I call, she gets she gets dressed up and all. Super cute. Super cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we go right into that chorus. I think that's kind of a good flow. Yeah. Uh, for the song, and I think that's part of why it's it's pretty catchy. I I think as well, like you know, uh, this is a, a again, you know, I I I I mean, I don't think like super cute as a compound word really exists. Um, you know, no. people will describe stuff as being super cute, but again, this is the point which Prince, you know, his language does not obey rules when when we're talking about Prince. Um, oh, absolutely know. not. So, <laughs> so clearly, he's language he's, language bends to him. Yeah, <laughs> and in this case, you know, he's putting it together as one word. Um, and you know, I, I think unlike say something like "Love Sexy," where people were like, "I don't quite know what he's talking about," I feel like "Super Cute" is very easily defined. Um, oh you yeah. Know. And if if you uh, if you you know Google the cover art for "Super Cute," which is you know more friendly for work than uh, you know than than the cover for "High." Um, you have uh, this lady uh, wearing, um, I, I, I mean, it's got like a top with some spaghetti straps. It's got like a kind of green kind of, um, you know, uh, checkerboard pattern. And she's thinking um, and she has a thought balloon and it says, hmm, wonder how many Eskimos live in Long Beach, which I mean, um, I just I don't know that that always kind of I mean, Prince's sense of humor is always kind of slightly offbeat. But I guess that's kind of like typical Prince's sense of humor of like how many Eskimos live in Long Beach. Of course, we would not refer to them as Eskimos these days. Um, we would refer yeah. to them as, uh, you know, Inuits or whatever the, the, you know, the tribe is. I don't know. I, it's just I mean, it would be a good question. I mean, how many Inuits do live in Long Beach? Um, probably not many. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure. I guess it's uh, how far I guess it's like are. how many angels fit on a pinhead. Maybe I don't. It's just one. It's just one. Of those, it's just so weird that Prince has chosen to put that in a thought bubble next to this very attractive young woman. Um, you know who I. You know, obviously, is not Manuela. Um, right. It's just you know some model that is on this green background. Uh, yeah, and Prince tells us maybe it's because she comes from East LA. But every time I see her body on display, uh, I got to mm. call her name from the DJ Booth. Strobe light flash. Yeah, you know the truth. Baby got game. She'll take your loot. Keys to the crib with no dispute. See her dancing in her birthday suit. Super cute. Now, obviously, when you're seeing someone dance in their birthday suit, they are naked. So, um, you know, Prince is... I, I, I mean, it's funny because I think there's a number of songs from this point on where Prince always refers to people as being naked as in their birthday suit. He never... He yeah. never stops yeah, saying, yeah. like, he just basically stops saying naked, uh, as if to kind of get around some kind of rules that Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. had about, you know, talking about nudity. So he, I don't know, it's just a weird little touch that I like that he's kind of worked in. Um, and later on, I think he says um, her birthday super cute. Yeah, it? absolutely. Um, it's like a, 
yeah, so he kind of overlaps a little bit, and that's that's kind of how he he says it later on. I like how it's funny because this, like, even though this is meant to be like a, a bit of a kind of I don't know, not romantic, it feels more like a booty call in terms of like the level of you know the level of affection in the song. Mm. But I like it's you know she's from East LA, she's got a body on display, you know she knows the truth. But then he he, he turns it immediately to she'll take your loot, keys to the crib with no dispute. <laughs> now. I feel this is a little bit ironic because during Prince's divorce settlement with Manuela, she did end up taking his crib uh, with no dispute. She got his um, $6 million mansion in Toronto to herself. So it it ended up being true about right. his second wife, at least. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I don't I, I, I don't remember like the terms of settlement of the divorce with Maite, but obviously Prince got to keep Paisley Park. So so she didn't take his crib in that particular um, kind of, uh, you know, in that particular relationship. But obviously this would end up turning out, you know, to be correct later on. It feels a little bit as well as if, if, if this is kind of like a precursor to, um, you know, Gold Digger. Uh, by Kanye West, you know, like, ah, you know, yeah, it, I guess so. It has it has like a certain flavor of like, you know, she is very attractive, but you know, she'll end up taking all your money. Yeah, um, yeah. Although, although I don't know if the intention here is for that to happen. I don't think she's coming. You know, she's not on the seven forty seven to kind of come and meet Prince just to take his, um, you know, his crib. I guess it's kind of uh, the her her attractive her power and her attractiveness that you would let her. Uh, take her uh, take your crib like i yeah. think of a door you can burn up my clothes smash up my ride maybe not so much the ride <laughs> yeah. uh, but in this version it's kind of like yeah you can do that because you know you're you i guess it's the super cuteness that is uh you know is something that prince cannot hold back from no um and i and then of course um because this is you know uh, early jehovah's witness prince um, we get an odd detour in the second verse where he says, together we wonder how we got enslaved and why. And then he says, it's time time to get freedom for our people. Uh, Jericho falls when we all discern the lie. Yo, man, why you want to lie? <laughs> it's just like, okay, this is taking a bit of a turn. You know, we were just yeah. kind of in East LA and we were just kind of watching someone dancing around naked. And now, like, we're talking about the fall of Jericho. And I, I don't know. It, to me, that just feels like just such a weird kind of touch. But... This yeah. is something that Prince did a lot, you know, obviously Rainbow Children, which is an album that actually followed after this single, um, you know, kind of followed this a lot where you'd have songs that sounded like kind of love songs or something. And there would always be like a, a verse that had to kind of bring up at least one or two viable verses here and there. Um, yeah. You know, but we get back to the subject very quickly where he says, I look at her eyes, go wild. She smiles. Super cute. Mm. And then we go straight back to the chorus, of course. Um, and then... <laughs> And then we go, we kind of, I don't know, we reach back into like 1982 and, you know, Vanity Six. And, and you know, we end up kind of taking a, a very kind of different detour for Prince from around this time where yeah. Prince says in the bridge, on a dare, I want to see if she will share the kind of toy she uses when I'm not there. Not at all, she swears. Which again, of course, is a you know a well-known sitcom trope of husbands being oblivious to the fact that their wives are using sex toys, it, like when they aren't in their presence. Right. Um, yeah. Well, know. this is. I mean, he's trying to figure it out. He's not completely oblivious. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think, yeah. And of course, he says, "I don't care." You know. So he's making it yeah. clear. You know, he, he's going to buy her another one and a new dress to wear. Um, you know, which I, I don't know. Maybe that speaks to the fact that she is still naked at this point. I don't know. Mm. I mean, like maybe that's why he needs to get her a new dress. And then, of course, we have the sound of a vibrator. Prince never won for subtlety, and of course, he no. says the toy goes against her curly hair. 
Now she must confess how she really liked to play, or if she don't, I lower the speed and the bad words she'll say. Now, I mean, that is a window into, you know, Prince's uh, foreplay methods, I feel. I mean, teasing people by lowering the speed of their vibrator is... (sighs) You know, that's it's, about it's 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 but it's rude. Yes, it's rude, and I know even though maybe that's the games they play, but that's still a rude thing to do. Yeah, it's just I mean, come on, Prince. You know, yeah. Let's you know yeah. up until this point, in most of the songs you've been a, a caring and giving lover. Let's not be teasing people. Yeah. Let's you know. Uh, of course, yeah. he says even in her anger, she's still super cute. Um, and then of course we go back to the chorus. You know, and then we finish with "Shake It Around" when you see her dancing in her birthday, super cute. Um, and I think that is yeah. how the song ends with the title, um, my favorite way for a song to finish. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like th- there's not really that much kind of complexity to the lyrics. It's just a very kind of simple, no. straightforward kind of like dance track. You know, you yeah. know, Prince is clearly trying to get people out of their seats and then you know um, give them a window into his you know uh, bedroom antics, like uh, which feels like such a weird thing for him to do, considering that he you know was newly you know a Jehovah's Witness. Um, I guess until Rainbow Children came out, he was still occasionally kind of getting into sexual territory. Um, yeah. So I, you know, this is probably one of the final songs where he kind of does that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is like it's a really catchy song. Um, I gotta be honest yeah. with you, I don't listen to Chocolate Invasion or Slaughterhouse a huge amount, um, you know, because you know they don't really feel like albums to me. You know, this, they, you know, this is mm. something obviously, you know, that uh, you know I feel like the Vault and Crystal Ball suffered from as well. It is just kind of like a collection of songs that Prince had done, you know, throughout those couple of years while the MPG Music Club was kind of in, you know, firing on all cylinders, and Prince was really releasing a lot of songs. Right. So you know, it's nice that they collected them all in one place. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's not really any kind of flow or connection to these. You know, it is just literally a series of kind of random songs that have roughly the same kind of production style. So it doesn't feel completely out of place from track yeah. to track. Um, but, you know, when you compare it to something like, you know, Musicology, which was released, I don't know, like three days before Chocolate Invasion and Slaughterhouse, um, you know, it, it, it just doesn't have the same kind of cohesiveness as that album. Um, and so, you know, I think, I mean, it's not like individual songs aren't terrible, but like the whole thing is just not quite as memorable or as listenable as something like Musicology, which, you know, has has a yeah. distinct kind of, you know, a distinct. I mean, it is an album, you know, it's it's you know, it's one of those things where Prince had clearly programmed the songs in a certain order and they were meant to be listened to like that. And it really works as an album with Chocolate Invasion Slaughterhouse. I think it's just a, a collection of like very good yeah. songs. Um, you know, but in this case, I would say that this is, um, you know, I mean, the first few times I listened to it, I probably would have said three out of five. But, you know, having listened to it more recently, a few more times, I would probably say, you know, three and a half, four out of five for me. Yes, um, the same. I would definitely give it a three and a half when I was first kind of hearing it. It, it just it did have that kind of uh, out of time feel to it. It felt like it should have come out five years earlier. It should have come out with like the Girl Six soundtrack. But you know, it, that chorus, I think, really just kind of grows and it sticks. And I think that's uh, what makes this song uh, super cute, as it were. <laughs> Prince didn't play this song live. Um, you know, he played it at some of the um, music, MPG Music Club radio shows, you know, but that was just him playing the song that was already recorded. So, but yeah, you know, like this is a, this is a time period where Prince was he was touring musicology. He wasn't really concentrating on playing a song that was three years old at that point. Uh, which, you know, when he recorded it, was almost four years old. Again, you know, only available digitally. Um, nice to know that now they're on Spotify so people can listen to these songs. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, 
just kind of you know a fun song, but nothing really that substantial. No. Which uh, you know I feel applies to a lot of stuff off Chocolate Invasion and Slaughterhouse, um, you know, around this time. So I feel like we said about as much as we can about Supercute. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Drive by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure we would, at PrinceDriveByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks for being my guest here. Hey, thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye. Megan is strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.